The Holy Gospel according to John, the sixth chapter. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were beside the sea, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum, looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, why did you, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, you were looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, what must, me do, what, must, what must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. The Gospel of the Lord. My dear brothers and sisters, I bring you grace and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So as you've heard now uh, a couple times, uh, this is the second of what will be five weeks in a row when we are focusing on bread. Uh, That again is a result of the lectionary uh, assignments from the gospel from last week through uh, five weeks from then. Uh, If you were here last week, you know that that five-week series started with the miracle of the loaves and fishes, which by the way is represented artistically in our sanctuary in that panel right there uh, on the west wall, the flat wall, furthest south, it's the one that has those five, they don't really look like loaves of bread as much as they look like rocks, but, um, and then those green and yellow things, which are the two fish. If you were here last week, you heard Pastor Valerie Strand Patterson uh, talk about that miracle, and I'm going to, I'm not going to do justice to her sermon, but uh, distilling it very briefly, a big part of what she talked about is how that miracle Uh, gives us a chance to reflect on, I'll call it our posture, uh, or the way we see uh, resources or assets. And here's what I mean, and again, I'm repeating some of what she said. If you'll remember the miracle of the loaves and the fishes, Jesus sees all these people, 5,000 people, and he says to his disciples, how are we going to feed them all? And one of the disciples says, we can't. We've got nothing. The other disciple says, well, We've got these five loaves and these two fish. It's not much, but maybe we could do something with those. 
Theologically speaking, many theologians would say that that's the difference between a, a view of assets or resources between scarcity, we have nothing, and abundance. Well, we have what we have, and it will be enough. So I want to sort of continue, in a way, uh, what Valerie began last week. Uh, this week, though, rather than assets or resources or things, I want to talk about our uh, posture or the way that we see time. Now, that may seem like a strange theme given that we're talking about bread, but I actually think both of the readings today um, suggested as a very important theme. Uh, the gospel for today is a continuation of the miracle of the loaves and fishes. It's a conversation that Jesus has with some of the people who experienced that miracle. They've sort of chased him down. Jesus tried to get away. They chased him down the next day. And one of the things that the people bring up in that conversation is another miracle of the feeding of their ancestors, the Hebrew people, in the wilderness. So I want to start there. And that hap it's not accidental that that's the Old Testament reading for today. So let's start there with the, the reading from Exodus. Critically important that we understand that the context here is that those Hebrew people have just been freed from slavery. They were, this is one of the most important stories, the story of the Exodus in the entire Old Testament. So the Hebrew people were slaves in Egypt, bound by the most powerful political leader of the time, Pharaoh. And Moses, the instrument of God, has been able to convince Pharaoh to let them go. So now they're on their way to, on this amazing journey through the wilderness to the promised land, to a new home that God is going to show them. And what are they saying to each other out in the wilderness? They're saying, do you remember the bread in Egypt? It was really good. And do you remember all the meat that we ate when we lived in Egypt? It was really good too. They have conveniently forgotten, by the way, that while they were eating that bread and that meat, they were what? Slaves. And now they're what? Free. But they can't see that. Now again, the focus here is on time. What are they doing? They're focusing on the past. They are looking squarely in the rearview mirror and saying, boy, yesterday was a lot better than today. Gospel reading. Again, Jesus has just performed the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. These people chase him down. And the conversation goes something like this. And Jesus, again, he sort of wants to have a little time to himself, but they find him and they talk to him. And they say, Jesus, we like you. You're doing some neat things. You're saying some important things. We kind of want to get behind you. But you, you know, um, do you remember that story from our past? When our ancestors were fed the manna in the wilderness? Do you remember that? If you could just do something like that, that would sort of put it over the edge for us. And then we'd be really, really fans of yours. What are they doing? They're looking to the past. They've got their eyes set in the rearview mirror. They're saying, back then, that's when God was really active. If we could just bring back yesterday, that'd be great. Now, I want to just have a little parenthesis here and make the comment before I get to the main point, the important, most important point of the sermon. 
I find it highly ironic, uh, humorous, funny, that the people Jesus is talking to are lifting up this miracle in the wilderness of the, of the feeding of, of the, the, the uh, people leaving Egypt and the manna and saying, oh my gosh, that was so amazing. When the people, when you read about it in Exodus, the people who actually experienced it, they're like, this is not all that great. We wish we were back in Egypt, which just reinforces this point I'm making of all these people have their eyes in the rearview mirror. They're all focused on the past. All right. Why is this important spiritually? This is the important point I want to make. This is so important spiritually in our spiritual lives because whether you're talking about the Hebrew people or the people around Jesus, by focusing on the past, what it prevents them from doing is paying attention to what God is doing for them right now. Because the Hebrew people are so preoccupied with the bread and the meat they ate in Egypt, they are incapable of seeing, oh, God is here with us right now. And God is actually feeding us right now. And God is accompanying us and protecting us and keeping us alive right now. They can't see it because they're so preoccupied with the past. Same thing with the, the people who have surrounded Jesus. He's just fed them, 5,000 of them, and they are focused not on what's going on now, they're focused on the past, which means they cannot see that Jesus, the bread of life, who gives life eternal, is standing right in front of them. This focus on the present this need to be present in order to see God is one of the refrains of all of the great spiritual teachers down the centuries. Again, and they say it in different ways. Um, but it all ends up being the same thing, you know. Pay attention. Wake up. Open your eyes. Look around at what God is doing now. Uh, because now, today, here is the only moment when we can give or receive love. But when we're preoccupied with the past or worried about the future, which is easy to do, can I get an amen to that? Boy, it makes it hard, doesn't it? To be present to what God is doing for us right now. In one of the most important things we do as Christians, the most uh, repeated prayer, that we say almost every time we gather, taught to us by none other than Jesus himself, we do not pray, Lord, if you could just make today a little more like yesterday, that would be great. Nor do we pray, Lord, if you could just give me some sense of assurance and confidence that every day that comes after this will be filled with peace and joy and happiness, that would be great. No. What does Jesus tell us to pray? Give us today. Give us this day our daily bread. Get me through right now. Help me to forget about the past. Let me not worry about the future. Let me be present to you, God, as you are present to me in this moment. And I pray that as we gather today, we can be reminded, or maybe said better, God 
can remind us of that truth. Will you join me in a word of prayer? Good and gracious God, you come to us to feed us, and you ask that we receive your love in this moment. We pray that you'll help us to open our eyes to how you are all around us, and be with us today, even as we come forward in a few moments, to receive your body and blood through the gift of Holy Communion. And all this we pray in the holy name of Jesus. Amen.